Hello and welcome to another Sunday podcast episode. It's Friday the 22nd of September 23. It's not very nice out there. Flag isn't moving, cherry tree isn't moving, bit of blue sky. We have had so much rain in the night. Good grief, it was lashing monsoon again. 10 degrees centigrade at the moment. It's 10 to 7 by the way in the morning. 10 degrees centigrade, which is 50 Fahrenheit. 99% humidity, should be 100 I reckon. (laughs) And 999 millibars on the barometer. Now we're going to talk about 20 mile an hour speed limits and all sorts of other stuff this week. So I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for all your emails all your messages, which I will be talking about during the episode. Right, let's get started. Here's an example of an idiot. I was travelling along 30 miles an hour. This is years ago, probably 20 years ago, just travelling along the road. I saw a child, a toddler, three or four years old, about 50 feet ahead of this adult woman, presumably the mother. She was on a little scooter type thing, And I slowed down. There was already a chap that was right behind me, almost bumper to bumper. He was annoyed because I was doing 30. I saw the child slow down to about 25, possibly 20. I didn't look at the speed. I was watching her. He was blasting me. Eventually, the little girl just came out into the road on her scooter. I don't know whether she lost control of it, but she came out into the road. So I stopped. Luckily, the chap behind didn't go into the back of me. But he got out of his car, shouting, what the hell are you doing? And he said, what do you stop like that for? And I got out of the car, my car and I said, well, what do you want me to do? Run her over? And I pointed and he looked, oh, 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 yeah. Of course, he got back in his car then and didn't say any more. But what an idiot. Luckily, he didn't go into the back of me. But it's things like that. You know, when I see a child on the road, even with a parent, if they're not holding hands or on reins, then I will slow down. Almost every time I go out in the car around the local roads, 30 miles an hour, I will stick to the speed limit. Not because I'm a goody two-shoes, but because in built-up areas, 30 mile an hour limit is there for a reason. There are schools around here. In our road, there are children. There are children in lots of roads. If I'm whizzing along at 40 and a 30 limit and a child steps out, well... They've had it, haven't they? They're going to get splattered and it'll be my fault. But when I am travelling along at 30, I feel that I'm in everyone's way. I'm holding up the traffic. It's crazy, I know. And very often a car behind me, the driver will try and intimidate me. He'll get closer, he'll nudge out, he'll flash his lights or blow the horn, try and pull out to overtake me. And I'm doing 30 in a 30 limit. I tweeted the police some time ago and I said, when I'm doing 30, there's a particular stretch of road in the town that is dual carriageway, but it's 30. And I said, when I'm doing 30 along there, everyone is whizzing past me. I am in the way. They're all having to overtake me. I might as well break the speed limit. And they did answer. They said, well, if you do, you get nicked. <laughs> and I said, well, why do you nick everyone else? I didn't get an answer to that. But I do feel that I'm holding up the traffic when I'm travelling along at 30 miles an hour. I do go over sort of 31, 32 a little bit, but still I'm in the way. The times I look in the mirror, there's a car way back behind me. I'm going along at 30. Next minute he's come whizzing up behind me, really close. 
So he was obviously doing 35, 40, something like that. And again, I'm in his way. And it's dangerous because they're trying to overtake. And I don't know. I don't know. What is the answer? Now, here's the thing. I like this. <laughs> here's the thing. If the speed limit is 30, people will do 35, maybe 40. If it's set at 20, will they do 25, maybe 30? There's a question. Is that why they are reducing the speed limit in Wales down to 20 miles an hour? Perhaps their thinking is that people will then do 25, maybe 30 miles an hour. I don't know. It's a thought, isn't it? Going back to the old days, my first car was a 1954 Hillman Minx. I had a job to break the speed limit in that. You hear about 0 to 60 in so many seconds. Well, mine was 0 to 60 in about three weeks. <laughs> and that's downhill with the wind behind you. There was no way I was going to go over 30 on local roads in that. For a start, the, the car would lurch a bit around corners. The suspension wasn't brilliant. Secondly, it's an old side valve engine. It used to drink oil and smoke a lot. <laughs> and I had to nurture it. I couldn't go too fast. When I got on the main road, when I got to 60, things started to shudder. You know, the whole car is shaking and the steering wheels wobbling backwards and forwards. And it just didn't like it. It, it was a, some kind of resonant frequency, a disaster type speed, 60 miles an hour. So I used to keep it to about 50. <laughs> Whereas these days, the cars, they are rearing to go, aren't they? Put your foot on the accelerator, woof, you're off. I mean, our car, two litre engine, it's a big car. It's a two litre engine and it does move. You put your foot down, it really does go. Now, back in the 60s, Morris 1000, do you remember the Moggy 1000? 1000cc engine, put your foot to the floor in that. Yes, you'll get to 30 miles an hour, but <laughs> it'll take a while. These days, you can get to 30 in no distance at all, and 40 and 50 and more. Have you seen these little smart cars, they call them, don't they? It looks like half a car. They're funny little things, but I'll tell you what, they do move. I don't know what engine they've got, but I was at the lights the other day. Red lights, I'm waiting there. Little smart car behind me with this girl in, only in her teens. And as soon as the lights went green, she was off. She left me in the dust in this little, I nearly called it something, little smart car. She's whizzing off up the road, honestly, like a rocket. I could have caught up with her, but I don't know on acceleration. She'd beat me, I'm sure, even with my two-litre engine, because I've got a big, heavy car. I perhaps couldn't keep up with her on acceleration. I would have perhaps top speed. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen these little things. I was on the motorway a few weeks back on the M23, and one of these smart cars, I was going along at 70, and one of these smart cars went flying past me as if I was parked. <laughs> They're funny little things, but they do go. A friend of mine recently, he's got to change his car. Just got rid of his caravan. He said, oh, we don't need a big car anymore. He likes small cars. I don't know, perhaps he's going to get a smart car. There are other little cars around, aren't there? And they really go. It's quite amazing, actually. If you live in a town, in a city, and there's only you're on your own, or perhaps just the two of you, then why not, if you're popping around the shops and locally, why not? I don't think I'd like to go on a long journey. I wouldn't like to do a, a trip up north or something like that, hundreds of miles in a smart car. Having said that, I've never been in one. 
sister-in-law had a Fiat 500 and she was giving Trish and I a lift to, we were going to see some live band in Shoreham in a pub. And I said, I can't fit in that. You know, I'm a tall chap, I'm quite big. And she said, of course you will. Trish got in the back. I couldn't have got in the back. So I sat in the front next to sister-in-law. I was amazed. I had leg room. I had plenty of room. I had height above my head. I thought I'd be sort of squashed down with my head on the ceiling, on the roof, you know, <laughs> knees up to my chest. Not at all. And it moved. 500 cc. It really did. <laughs> it went quite well. I was impressed. Our car is a, a seven-seater. The reason we got a seven-seater... We used to take the grandchildren, four of them, to the Isle of Wight. So there's six of us and all the luggage, of course. So we needed a, a seven-seater car and we've sort of hung on to it. Of course, the problem is someone in the family, oh, we need to go to Gatwick. Who's got a big car? Oh, yes, Ray and Tricia. <laughs> we need a wardrobe moving. Who's got a big car? Oh, we need something taken to the tip. An old double bed mattress. Who's got a big car? And we do... <laughs> We do seem to be running around doing all sorts of journeys. I have said to Trish a few times, next time we change the car, it might be an idea to get a smaller one. I don't like small cars. I would prefer one even bigger than ours because I like to be able to move around. I like some room. But with the amount of petrol we're using on local journeys, running people here and there, uh, what are we doing? We're taking grandson, I think, to the dentist. Uh, one day is it next week or this week that's over in uh, what's, where is that about three or four miles away then back to his house to drop him off it's all more petrol with a two litre engine it does it does start to drink quite a bit and of course the petrol price is going up all the time isn't it it comes down a couple of pence a litre then goes up five pence a litre then it'll come down a little bit and then go up to up ten more oh, I don't know it's horrendous diesel is now dearer than petrol whereas it used to be cheaper. i tell you what I'd like, a big, a big old American car <laughs> with uh, the, the bench seat in the front, left-hand drive, the automatic stick thing on the steering column, and the handbrake is a foot brake, on, you know, on the left. Fantastic, plenty of room. Automatic, I could just sort of relax, legs up, well, one leg up on the, on the seat. No, I wouldn't do that, would I? But I do like big cars. I just, I don't know what it is. I suppose I'm a, a big person. That's why I like big cars. One thing I do hate, well, I hate many things. I hate most things, as you know. Country lane, going on a little country lane, doing about 40, okay? It's a fairly good country lane, doing about 40. Don't know what the speed limit is. Probably something daft, like 60. Have you noticed that? You come off a 30-mile-an-hour road onto a country lane, and there's the de-restricted it what's it called national speed limit sign so you can do 60 up this country lane <laughs> anyway i'm doing 40 and there's someone comes up right behind me very close as again as if i'm doing like 10 miles an hour and they're desperate to get past but you can't because it's a bendy road and i just feel again that i'm in the way they try to intimidate me what i do the first lay by the first place i can pull in i indicate and i get out of their way let them go whizzing past it's the only thing to do, really, because it's, it's going to cause an accident. They're going to try and overtake at some point and end up head on into another car or off the road in a ditch or into a tree. It's best that I just pull over and let them go past. There was a chap a few weeks ago. I was on a country lane. He overtook me and 
Trish was saying, oh my goodness, as he went past, because you couldn't see round the bend ahead. And a car came round the bend. He cut right in front of me. I had to stamp on the brake. He cut right in front of me and just missed his oncoming car, who was blasting him and flashing his lights. God dear. I thought he was going to hit him head on, because we'd have probably been involved. Our car would have probably got smashed up in the, well, and us, in the process. Why is it that everyone's in a hurry? Going to Bogner the other day to pick up Trisha and her sister, you know, it was all it was all over and the weekend was great and I went to pick them up. I left here quarter to eight in the morning. A lot of people are on their way to work. Vans, trucks, lorries, you know, they're all trying to get somewhere. They're going to work and they're in a hurry. Now, that's all very well, but again, I'm in their way. I'm doing the speed limit. There's a, there's a road, 50, 50 miles an hour. I was doing 50. There's vans and that, these transit vans and things going flying past me. I'm in their way because they are desperate to get to work. Why is everyone, why don't they leave earlier? Leave half an hour earlier and then you can just sort of pootle along the road at a nice speed, listening to a bit of music on the radio. No problem at all. Now they leave it to the last minute, they're late. They have to put their foot down, thrash the engine, nearly cause accidents. What is it all about? Alfie, do you remember that? Who sang? Was that uh, Petula Clark? No, it wasn't her, was it? So what do you think? Maybe the 20 mile an hour limit will keep people to a maximum of 30, which they're supposed to be doing anyway. I don't know. It's all good fun, isn't it? No, it's not actually. It's dreadful. What I like, if I'm going along a country lane, I like it if there's a tractor in front, not doing 10 miles an hour, but perhaps doing 30 or 40 You can't get past the tractor. We can't go at a mad speed and it's not my fault. So the car behind, no good blasting me and making signs at me out of the window because the tractor's in the way. Not my fault. I love that. (laughs) I used to deliberately slow down. I'm in a 30 limit doing 30. Bloke behind me is going nuts because he wants to get past. I used to slow down to 25 or sometimes even slower. Because that really wound them up. I stopped doing that because then they would really try and overtake me and it was dangerous. Some of them would overtake me and it really was dangerous. So I don't do that anymore. As I said, I just get out of the way. Then there's the other end of the scale. It's a 30 limit and someone's doing 20, 25. They really are in the way and that's frustrating. And that is dangerous. I've come across that many times. Bear in mind... How old am I? I'm in my 70s. I've been around forever. You know, not like some of these youngsters. Oh, I passed my test last week. I'm experienced. I know how to do it. (laughs) I have been around forever. I've been driving since kind of 500 BC, you know. (laughs) Happy days. And I do know the roads. I know how fast to go around a bend when the roads are wet. I know how much distance to leave between me and the car in front, you know, especially if it's wet. A lot of people don't. They don't seem to have a clue. As I said earlier about a a child on the pavement, if ever I see kids, I could be near a school or wherever, I see kids, I slow down. Because you know what they're like. We were all kids once. You see a friend across the road, you run over to see him. Hello, how you doing? Even when you're 8, 9, 10, 12 years old, older than that even. And of course, these days, you've got the kids on their well, teenagers, on their mobile phones. I've seen that many times. 
wander across the road staring at their phone. They haven't even looked at the traffic. <laughs> they haven't even looked. And of course, some of them do get killed, which is tragic, isn't it? Because you look at it on your mobile phone, you get killed. I'm not perfect by any means. Don't think I'm coming across as a A1 top driver at all, because I'm not. I make mistakes, as we all do. There's one thing I used to be good at, and I'm not anymore, and I blame the car, I blame the mirrors. That's parking. I can reverse all right, but I can't park. I reverse into a parking space, and it's all wrong. So I come out again and try again, and I go up the pavement. I don't know what it is. I think it's the mirrors on the car. It's not me. See, a, a bad workman always blames his tools. <laughs> anyway, I'm blaming the car. It's the mirrors. I don't know what it is. Why are mirrors... You know, your wing mirrors, they used to call them, because they were on the, the wings, the front wings of the car. They're now near the windows, aren't they? Near the doors. Why is the glass curved? Not all cars, but on ours, the glass is curved, and there's a line down it where this other bit of glass is curved even more. And when you look in the mirrors, I'm thinking, what is this? How far is that car behind me? Why is it sort of a weird angle? The mirrors are curved. I don't know who designed that. Some kind of idiot behind a desk. Another, do you know, I'm surrounded by fools. Whenever we go out, I say to Trish, I'm surrounded by fools. Well, I'm the fool when it comes to parking. <laughs> but normal driving, idiots, honestly. Our road's 30, 30 mile an hour limit. I've heard cars and seen them. What was that? What is it, a racetrack? We've got kids in the road. You know, one of these days, well, hopefully nothing will happen, but... You never know, dear, the speed some of them go. And there's no way they'd stop. If a kid or a dog, anything, a cat came out, there's no way they'd be able to stop. Uh, there's something else while I'm moaning. There's something else that started happening really the last two or three years I've noticed. I'm going along a road. Okay, cars each side. So you have to, if you see a car coming towards you, you, you pull in. I pull in to let the car come past. It'll come almost up to me and I'm thinking, right, here, you know, here we go, and it'll it'll pull in and flash me to go. Well, I've pulled in into a space to let him come past, which he starts to do, but then pulls into a space, and uh, so I then oh, I don't know. It's all I, I'm just thinking, what on earth are they doing? I've pulled in to let you pass me, you know, to come the opposite way. And anyway, there we are. You're not allowed to flash your lights anymore. If you flash your hazards bloke did the other day, I, I let him out of a junction, a bit of a queue, and I let him come out of the junction, put his hazards on, you know, flash, flash, to thank me. £1,000 fine now, <laughs> if you do that. £1,000 fine, apparently. You can't flash people, you can't do anything. <laughs> you can't go over 20, you can't afford the petrol, and if you're in this ULES, oh, this ULES thing, every time you go out in your car somewhere, it's £12.50. Someone said the other day that uh, the mayor is saying that if you drive on the on the roads, you know, in this old car, you're polluting and you're killing so many hundreds of people with your air pollution. But of course, if you give him £12.50, then that's all right. I mean, it doesn't make sense. What do you think? Of, no, we don't want to go into you, Les, do we? Have you heard about the Blade Runners, so-called Blade Runners? They're taking down the ULES cameras. They've got angle grinders, battery-powered angle grinders and things, and they're, they're knocking down, or 
soaring down posts with cameras on. They're climbing up there with cutters and tools and things and smashing them up. I mean, it's not funny. I don't agree with criminal damage. <laughs> not the sort of thing I agree with at all. Anyway, there we are. See, in my day, there weren't all these lines all over the roads. I don't want to go into lines all over the road. What does it mean when there are two, say, what, two foot diameter, something like that, big circle, big blobs in the middle of the road, two of them? I've seen this several times, and on the, what was it, on the main road the other day, two big squares, about two foot square, just white squares in the middle of the, the sort of carriageway. I don't know what they mean. Anyone know what they mean? I've looked it up, I can't find it. Trish reckons it's some secret thing where the police spy on you. <laughs> they got cameras somewhere, and they know how fast you're going as you go over these things in the road, I don't know. But in my day, you know, we didn't have all this nonsense. Same old story, isn't it? As I keep saying, same old, same old. Too many cars, too many people. It's true, though. It's true. Look at that wind. Stone the crows. It's a wonder my flag hasn't ripped itself off the pole. And the old cherry tree, the leaves are coming off it now. We're certainly heading for autumn. Well, we're in autumn, aren't we? Someone put a photograph of a, a gear stick, you know, the gear knob. On it, it says sort of one, two, three, four, five and reverse where someone had cleverly photoshopped it, and it was one, two, and reverse. And they reckon it's a, a new model of car for these 20 mile, 20 mile an hour speed limits. You've got first, second, and reverse. That's all you've got. <laughs> that was quite funny. Let's move away from that for a minute. Let's go uh, back to Neil. Do you remember? Hello, Neil. Remember I mentioned Neil on the Wednesday's midweek message? He was saying a friend of his always comments... Oh, look, all in brown. You're dressed all in brown. You know, brown trousers, brown jumper. Oh, you're wearing sandals. And you know, Neil says, yes, I'm wearing sandals. You know, and he's thinking, well, so what? Do you know people like that? Why is it that people have to poke their noses into other people's business? I ranted about this, was it a week ago? Two weeks ago? I've had that. I know exactly what, what you mean, Neil. I've had that. Oh, wearing a jumper today. Is it chilly? Well, yes, of course it's chilly. That's why I'm wearing a beep jumper. <laughs> I don't know what it is with people. They interfere. Neil says in his email, quite a lengthy email, Neil, it's taken me about three years to read it. He says that uh, he was invited to some pub or other. Neil is somewhere in the UK, I don't know where. He was invited to a pub, some event or something going on there. He didn't want to go. So they say, oh, oh miserable. Oh, oh Neil, miserable. <laughs> He's, he said, I'm not miserable at all. He said, I just don't like whatever it was. I can't remember your email now, Neil. can't remember what it was. Was it a live band or some event, bingo or something? <laughs> or a music quiz? I quite like the music quizzes we have at our local club. But, I, well, I'm no good at them. I, I say I quite like them. I don't really, because I can't answer any of the questions. Trish can. She knows every, you know, every answer, every song, all the lyrics the people in the band, the dates, the year they were born, where they were born. I can't, don't even remember what the song was, let alone who, who did it. But I do understand, Neil, what you're saying. You know, I, I've had this over the years. As I said earlier, I'm in my 70s. I've seen it, done it and been there. I think we're similar in that respect, Neil, because uh, your email went on to say that now, these days, you won't do something if you don't want to. I'm the same. 
if we're invited somewhere and I, I just think, oh, no, I'm not doing that, I'll just say, no, I don't want to go. In the old days, I'd say, oh, uh, oh what a shame. I'd love to have gone there, but, um, uh, oh, I've got, I've got an appointment. I've got the dentist, what, in the evening? Oh, no, no, um, I've got to pick up the car. <laughs> you know, I come out with excuses. Whereas these days, I just say, I don't want to go. I think that's rubbish. I'm not going. And people accept that. Oh, OK, Ray's not going then. He doesn't want to go. It's the best way, isn't it? It's no good lying. I remember my dad on the phone. I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And he's on the phone. And him and his, his mate, they both worked for the same company. And one of them had to do something. And my dad said, oh, I'll tell you what, let's toss for it. And he got a coin out. And the other chap said heads. So my dad tossed the coin. And it, it was tails. And... He said to this chap on the phone, oh, it was heads, you win. And afterwards I said, it was tails. Well, why did you do that? And he said, well, he wouldn't have believed me. And I said, well, that way, what's the point of tossing the coin? You know, he wouldn't have... Uh, anyway, that was all weird. I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. He should have said to the chap, right, it's tails. If you want to have a go, we'll do the best out of three or something. I don't know. What I find, Neil, is even though I say now, I'm not doing it, I don't lie, I don't make excuses, I don't want to go because I think that's, I nearly swore then, I don't want to go because I think that's rubbish. Then people will say, oh, he's a miserable old git. I'm not a miserable old git, I just don't want to go. I might have something better to do. I might have nothing to do, I just don't want to go. <laughs> you can't win, Neil, you can't win. But I know what you mean, though, I know what you mean. I've had all this over the years. I feel sorry for the people that do this, like your friend, Neil. Why is he looking at your clothes, looking you up and down? Oh, all dressed in brown today, then. I mean, what sort of life has he got, if, if, that's, if that's his interest? Oh, what, uh, what's Neil wearing today? Oh, look, brown trousers and brown jumper. I mean, get a life, man, you know, get a grip. I like that expression, get a grip. <laughs> it sums things up quite nicely, doesn't it? I don't know. Look at the time. It's four o'clock. Don't even know what day it is. Funnily enough, I've just remembered something. I, I went to my, where was I? Brother-in-law's and sister-in-law's. Was I there? Well, wherever we went. And he said to me, oh, you're wearing your slippers. I looked down at my feet. You're wearing your slippers. They're not slippers. They're moccasins. They're, they're shoes. They look like slippers. <laughs> I mean, I don't comment on other people's footwear. What, what is it? What is it with people? Uh, perhaps I ought to start doing that. Oh, oh, wearing your black shoes today. I, oh, yeah. Oh, look, you've got your brown shoes on today. Oh, your lace-ups. What happened to your slip-ons? <laughs> now, I've got a life. I'm not interested in people's footwear. I have a life. Different with ladies, because they've got so many styles of shoes. Do you know Trish has got hundred no more than 150 pairs of shoes? I know, it's mental, isn't it? Totally mental. But she has. And her friends, yeah, they comment on each other's shoes because they know how many pairs Trisha's got. And they'll say, oh, what are you wearing today? Oh, I like those. And that's different, isn't it? But with us men, you know, we don't want to look at each other's shoes. Anyway, mine aren't slippers. They're, they're slip-on moccasins. They're outside-type shoes. <laughs> I don't know. You can't win, Neil. Whatever you do, you can't win. Have you heard that expression... Uh, you swear black is white, something like that. I think someone uses that to get one up or something or whatever. They just want to disagree. So if you say, oh, it's raining, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. It's raining. No, it's not. 
I've known people like that. I knew this person. I won't go into anything. I don't want to reveal identities. We call it it a person. I knew this person. And I said, do you like this record? It was Enigma. Oh, I forget what it was called. Anyway, one of the Enigma tracks. And this person said, oh, that's quite nice. Yeah, that's quite nice. I said, yeah, it is. I like that. So then they said, actually, no, no, I don't like that at all. No, listening to a bit more of it. No, I don't like it. So I agreed, you see. I said, actually, you're right. No, it's not, not too good, is it? I lied, OK? I lied. I really did like it. So this person said, actually, I do like it. Yes, yes. Second or third thought, I really do like that. And it was just to disagree with me. Whether they liked it or not didn't come into it. They had to disagree with me. If I liked it, they didn't. If I didn't, they did. I mean, what sort of mentality is that? They need People like that need therapy. You know, they need help. They need locking up. Oh, talking of locking up, I've got a T-shirt. Tris got me a T-shirt. You know, we're going to see the Pink Floyd tribute band. I forget what her T-shirt says, but mine says, there's someone in my head, but it's not me. <laughs> and something about lock, lock them up and throw away the key. That's from one of the uh, Dark Side of the Moon tracks, isn't it? I forget which one. And people have seen it. They've said there's someone in your head, but it's not you. Well, that fits. <laughs> not the T-shirt fits. the Yes, you know what I mean. That's quite funny. So I'm going to wear that to Hastings. I forget what Trisha's T-shirt says. I must have a look. I remember a chap that I used to talk to on the radio. He'd say, have you seen the weather forecast? Next week, oh, heat wave, absolute heat wave. We are going to roast. And he, he'd just exaggerate. Well, he lied. He didn't exaggerate at all. He was just out and out liar. So I used to say to him, have you seen the weather forecast? Next week, it's going to freeze. We're really going to freeze. It's dreadful. And he, he wasn't aware, you know, that I was sort of doing what he does, lying. And he'd get, why, really? Wait, well, that was a weather forecast. Next week, is it going to be that cold? I mean, he was a total idiot. He really, he was a compulsive liar. Have you ever met compulsive liars? They're strange people, aren't they? They really are strange. But that's another issue. We won't go into compulsive liars. This chap's passed away now. Well, I don't know. Is that true? <laughs> Perhaps he hasn't. So looking at my list of chores... Three trips to Butlins and, and back. Dentist, we've got to do that. Hastings, <laughs> chores. <laughs> then we've got the Isle of Wight. No, they're not chores, really. They're things to do. I have to write them down because I forget. What are you doing next week? I don't know, nothing. I thought you are going to the Isle of Wight. Oh, good job you had said that. Good job you reminded me. I forget what time our ferry's booked for. Got to get there an hour early. Takes an hour. No, it doesn't take an hour to get there. I don't know. We normally get to the ferry far too early. If you're too early, they'll put you on another one. We've done that before. And if you're too late, then they'll put you on the next one if there's room. There's normally room for a, a couple of extra cars, so it's not too important. But we do try and get there. It says on the thing, on the papers, get there an hour before it sails. And we normally do that. There we are. What else have I got written down here? Mind your own business. Virgin's Retreat. Oh, that was at a, a local... <laughs> I don't know why I've got a note about that here. Some, oh, because I was talking about hospitals, wasn't I? Not hospitals, my sister-in-law. And uh, having a chat or a little interview with her about being a nurse back in the 70s. 
I used to go over to a hospital in my teens, this was, and early 20s. They had parties there. The nurses and sort of trainee doctors would have parties. And the nurses' home, they called it the uh, Virgin's Retreat. <laughs> I've no idea why. I mean, I was totally innocent, but I just thought that was funny. Heard from Ray the other day. Hello, Ray. Nice to hear from you. Thanks for your email. What I did, Ray, I must just tell you this, tell everyone this. Some emails are pretty lengthy, as was yours, Ray. And uh, who else was it? Uh, Neil. Neil wrote me a book. Was it Neil? Yes. What I do, I get the computer to read it out to me so I don't have to sit there reading it <laughs> while I'm listening to the email being read out to me. And it's great. Anyway, that's beside the point. Yes, I agree entirely, Ray. You're talking about dog poo. We're not going to get away from dog poo, are we? He says these bags that <laughs> people collect the poo in when they're out walking their dogs. There was a programme on Radio 4, apparently, BBC Radio 4. And listeners were asking this doggy person why there are bags up in trees, hanging from tree branches. Well, it's pretty obvious what people have done. I mean, this isn't all dog owners, obviously. Most of them are responsible people. But it seems that what some people must do is they pick up the dog poo, tie the bag with a knot and sling it up in a tree. <laughs> so, as Ray says, you've got these sort of disgusting decorations all over tree branches. Not very nice. I agree, though, completely, Ray, with everything you've said. So, yes, thanks again for your email. Lovely. I must just tell you about the email from Clive. Now, this is to do... Thanks, Clive. This is to do with driving on the roads. We'll go back to the roads and, and that for a minute, speed limits and stuff. His wife drives regularly along a, a narrow lane on her way to work. And she gets blasted. It's a 30-mile-an-hour limit. She gets blasted for doing 30 by cars coming up behind her. They're obviously late for work. They haven't left the proper time and everything. And they intimidate her. They blast her. They're making signs at her, you know, through the, the windscreen. And he reckoned that it was obviously because she's got long blonde hair. It's because she's female. They think that's why they do it. They wouldn't do it to a chap. Now, this is interesting. What he did, they got a fancy dress wardrobe because they like fancy dress parties and stuff. So he got a, a, a wig, a long blonde hair wig. And one morning he put this wig on <laughs> drove the same route at the same time and sure enough a car came up behind and started blasting and all this so he stopped and got out of his car and this chap he couldn't get past because it's a narrow lane this chap behind obviously had to stop so Clive went up to the car and he said you got a problem mate <laughs> and this chap realized it's a a chap, you know, in a, in a week. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, he told him off. He said, my wife's fed up with you coming up behind her and in the mornings and blasting her and all this. And I'm oh, sorry, you're sorry. So I just, I'm in a hurry. And he apparently Clive said to him, well, you know, leave for, for work earlier if you're in a hurry. But I thought that was quite funny. Thanks for that, Clive. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Email here from Barbara. This is good. She says, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Have you heard of that, Debbie Downer? I've heard of it. Wasn't it a real character? Someone called Debbie who, I don't know, I can't remember. That's something else to look up. She says, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm fed up with motorists. Ah, you're a cyclist, Debbie. That's it. She's a cyclist. 
And uh, hang on, let me just read the... Yes, yeah, she doesn't... I'm reading her email. She doesn't drive. She's a cyclist. I'm fed up with motorists, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the thing... Debbie Downer. She, she says motorists should be shot. <laughs> oh, that is funny. I'm calling you Debbie now. Your name's Barbara. Look, this is going to stick, isn't it? You're now Debbie. Okay. No, uh, Debbie Downer. That's funny. I know what you mean, Debbie. The cyclists have every right to be on the road, and so do the motorists. There are two sides to this, aren't there? Several people recently on the telly have been saying cyclists should have hats, you know, hard hats. They should all be uh, compulsory. They should have uh, vest-type, fluorescent vest-type jackets on so people can see them. They should have proper lights at night. They should not go through red lights. And they should have insurance. Now, when I first heard that on the telly, I thought, that's interesting. Because if a bicycle goes into the side of your car, who's going to pay for it? So they should have insurance. That, that is a good thought, isn't it? But the, the trouble is, all this cyclist versus motorist thing has been going on for a long time now. Another thing I find odd, and I agree with, I nearly called you Debbie again. De Debbie, oh, Barbara mentions this. She says, cyclists don't have to use the cycle lane. Is that right? I've heard this before, Barbara. Is that right? They don't have to use a cycle lane. If there's one there, they can go on the road. Surely, if there's a cycle lane there, they should have to use it. They should not be allowed on the road. I don't know. Anyway, Barbara, thanks for that Debbie Downer. I, I'm going to remember that. I shall keep using that. Not on the podcast episodes, but I shall use that though when uh, the family around. I also heard mentioned on the telly, now I don't sit in front of the telly all day and all night, but they were talking about this 20 mile an hour speed limit in Wales. It seems to be the whole of Wales. I don't know whether it's every single road, surely not the big main roads, the motorways. But someone was saying, what about these e-scooters, you know, these electric scooters? People whiz around on those and they're going to go faster than 20. So they'll be overtaking the cars. Does the limit apply to them? And also they mentioned bicycles. A lot of people on bicycles, you know, these people on their racing bikes, well, they do more than 20. Are they restricted? I would have thought that 20 miles an hour means 20 miles an hour max for everyone on the road. I mean, even if you're running, if you can run faster than 20, well, surely then you're breaking the law, are you? If you're on the road, I, I can't run faster than 20. I have a job to run at five miles an hour. But there are all these things that crop up. These e-scooters are really fast, aren't they? And what about people in these motorised um, buggies, whatever they're called, like, wheel, not wheelchairs, you know, the, the buggies. They can whiz along. I've seen them go up our road. What was that? You know, a flash of something. Oh, it's a chap on, on his buggy. <laughs> do they do over 20? I don't know. Perhaps if you modify them, hot them up a bit and put an aerial on with a pirate flag on top. <laughs> and a CB radio. I did know a chap, he's passed away now, he had one of these buggies, he put an aerial on the back and he had CB radio. And he's whizzing along the road, 10-4, good buddy, breaker, breaker. <laughs> it worked well. I spoke to him on it from home, you know, when he was out and about, I spoke to him on his radio. Happy days. Just had my lunch, celery soup. Do you like celery? Trisha doesn't. Doesn't like ginger or celery. I do, I love celery. Celery soup and homemade bread. And on the telly, they were saying petrol prices and diesel prices have gone up. Diesel is now 
in this garage they happen to mention anyway. £1.62 per litre, petrol one fifty nine. Now what is that? Because in uh, America you're in gallons, aren't you? I used to buy petrol in the old days by the gallon. I'm talking about the very old days, like the 70s. It was all gallons, obviously. But now it's per litre, and I haven't got a clue. I was trying to find an online calculator. So you can put in £1.62 per litre. How much is that per gallon? But I can't seem to find a, a calculator. Anyway, there we are. Diesel's one sixty-two, and petrol one fifty-nine. Our car, I must look into this, we put super unleaded in which is 10p a litre dearer than regular petrol. Now, I know the difference, and I know if your engine needs the higher octane, it'll start pinking if you don't put the proper fuel in. But I'm not sure which one ours uses. I've What we've been doing, we mix it up. Half a tank of the lower stuff, and then half a tank of the higher stuff to mix it up. I must find out. We've got the handbook on the car. It should be in there. But you know, 10p a litre difference for the, the super one is quite a difference, isn't it? Especially when you think it takes, what, over 100 quid to fill our tanks. Truth. Over 100 pounds. Incredible. In the old days, when I was a boy, I'd go in and I'd say, a fiver's worth, please. That would last me a fortnight. <laughs> Fiver now wouldn't get you home from the, the petrol station, would it? Email from Gary, not Gary the tortoise. <laughs> Gary, nice to hear from you. Gary says, what about these LT... Is that the low traffic neighbourhood? Yes, LTN, low traffic neighbourhood things. Apparently a lot of those have been ripped out, not by you know, uh, criminals, but by the local councils. They're, they're just a disaster. It's taking people longer. Basically what an LTN thing is, is in the middle of the street say the junction into a street, there are two huge wooden boxes full of earth and concrete and flowers. So you can't drive in or out of that road. And what's happening is people are having to go a, a detour, like all around the other streets, around the block and down there and up there and through there to get to where they were going. There are queues of traffic, all polluting the air, all sitting there with their engines running, polluting the air. And it's just people are using more fuel, blah, blah, blah. So apparently quite a few of them have been taken out because they don't work. This is why people are saying, using the term war on motorists, because it does seem to be a war on motorists. Fuel's going up, LTNs, ULEs, speed limits, the whole thing. I don't know what's happening. I'll tell you what, if all this was coming in in the 60s and 70s, if they started blocking off roads and charging you £12.50 to drive down the street. Yeah, there would have been a, a riot, a revolution. <laughs> Thanks for that, Gary. And talking to Gary, yeah, the tortoise, he's all right. He's out there mooching around on the lawn, eating bits of grass and looking for weeds and things. So he's quite happy. We're getting closer to his hibernation period, aren't we? Where are we? September, yeah, not too. Uh, December, September, October. Yeah, oh, it's quite a way yet. Quite a long time like him to get down at about December, early December. Then we can wake him up three months later, or he will hopefully naturally wake up himself. But Gary is happy. Oh, yeah, and thank you for all those who sent your regards to Gary. <laughs> Fancy sending your regards to the tortoise. I love it. Several of you have commented on the, the words I used uh, Wednesday on the midweek message. Mind your own business. 
Yes, I think most people seem to be in, in agreement with that. You know, don't poke your nose into my business. Go and sort your own business out. Don't worry about what I'm wearing or what I'm doing or what I spent on this or that, where I'm going. Oh, go and do your own thing. <laughs> but so many of you have said in messages and emails that you experience this. People are poking their noses into what you're doing. Who is it? Uh, Karen. Uh, Carol, sorry, Carol. Hello, Carol, if you're listening. You were saying that uh, you've got some friends. They phone you up. What are you doing? What are you doing tonight? They're not inviting her out. They're just saying, what are you up to? You know, what are you watching on telly? And she'll say, oh, I'm going to watch so-and-so tonight. Oh, you don't want to watch that. No, you don't want to watch that. I'll tell you what you need to watch. Go to so-and-so channel at 8 o'clock and watch this. She's not interested in what they want to watch. That's quite funny, that, Carol. I like that. I'm not going through all the emails because there are too many. But uh, I mean, fancy your friends phoning you up and asking you what you're going to watch on telly tonight and saying, don't watch that, watch this. That was a record, wasn't it? Don't do that, do this. Was that, um, oh, I don't know, baggy trousers lot, wasn't it? This is why I'm no good at the music quiz, I can't remember. Was it the madness, wasn't it? I don't know. Oh, Carol also mentioned as a PS at the end of the email, she said that uh, the other day she was watching a news channel, a certain news channel in the UK, this is, in the evening, and a friend came round and she invited her into the lounge. Oh, you're not watching that rubbish, are you? Oh, you want to watch a proper news channel? And Carol says, what's it got to do with her? Which news channel I'm watching? And she says she watches them all. She flicks through them all. She just happened to be on this one that her friend didn't like. Those four simple little words, mind your own business, come to mind. Mind your own beep business. Five words. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, no, uh, Mark will be on to me now. Ha <laughs> ha. Hello, Mark, over there in Dublin. Hope you're doing all right. Ha <laughs> ha. I just checked with Trisha. That was a madness song. Uh, not don't do this, do that. It was don't watch this. What? No, don't watch that. Watch this one step beyond. So that is a fitting, isn't it? Don't watch that news programme. Watch this. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I got the group right, didn't I? Madness. I got that much correct. We have a new listener, Jacqueline from North Wales. Hello, welcome to you. That's a lovely name. Actually, that reminds me, Marco Torrance. Have you heard of Marco Torrance? My favourite track by him is called Dear Jacqueline. There's a coincidence, if ever there was one. Hello, Jacqueline. You're 25 years old. You live in North Wales and you found the podcast episodes when you were searching for music and other bits and pieces, as, as you put it, about the 1960s. Well, here we are. Here we are, rabbiting about the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and any other tis you can think of. Jacqueline says that she so much likes the episodes, thank you, that's lovely, that she's going to tell all her friends. Well, we should have a, an influx of listeners coming from North Wales before long, and I will welcome them all, individually, if they message me, of course. Thank you for that, Jacqueline. Lovely to have younger listeners. I think our what was the oldest person? 92. Forgive me, I forget your name. Who was it? 92 years old. And our youngest, was it Aaron's daughter? My memory's working well now. Uh, it's either brilliant or completely ruined my memory. I'm sure it was, yes, yeah, someone was at school, someone's daughter at school listens to the podcast episodes. Email from Peter about the 20 mile an hour thing and all the rest of it. He mentions pedestrians. 
that's something else that's changed recently. If a pedestrian is on the curb, now is this near a junction? Yes, they want to cross the junction. It's their right of way. Well, I thought that always had been, Peter. I thought that had always been their right of way. You're coming along the main road. You want to turn into a junction. If there's a pedestrian wanting to cross that junction, it's their right of way. Oh, no, hang on. I'm just reading your email further. Yes, that, that was how it was. They've changed it. So even if he's not got a foot on the road, if he's just standing on the pavement, you have to stop. And Peter's point is, yes, sorry, Peter, I should have read your email properly in the first place. As a motorist, he says, I don't know whether they're waiting to cross or whether they're just standing there having a chat to someone, if there's two of them having a chat. Are they waiting to cross? He says, you've got to be very careful. You've got to stop in case they are going to cross. And if they don't, then you, you can turn into the junction. And of course, then cars behind you are wondering what on earth you're doing. Yeah, I have had that uh, situation. Of course, as he points out, all this is designed to keep pedestrians safe. So perhaps the term war on motorists isn't uh, a good a good title, really. I mean, they've been on about this on the television, haven't they? War on motorists. I think that's more not to do about keeping people safe. That's more about charging motorists for ULEs and all this business, dragging money out of them, forcing money out of them, price of petrol going up road tax I mean our road tax is due now where does that money go road tax it obviously doesn't go on the roads because they're full of potholes and they're a disaster around here so I don't know where the road tax money goes probably in someone's pocket basically we all need to be kept safe pedestrians cyclists motorists everyone needs to be kept safe and animals and hedgehogs they get splatted don't they which is a shame Peter also mentions this pay per mile thing now, that they're are they introducing that or they're thinking about it or going to where the motorist has to pay per mile? So you've got the ULES charge of £12.50 if your car doesn't meet the emissions level or whatever it is. Then they want you to pay per mile. It just goes on and on, doesn't it? <laughs> if you've any comment, anything to say, raise rants at protonmail.com. Be great to hear from you whether it's about motorists, cyclists, pedestrians, <laughs> anything, whatever. B-52 bomber landing on the moon, that's a good subject. Do you remember that was a headline in, was it the Daily Star or some newspaper decades ago, I think? They reckoned a B-52 bomber had landed on the moon. Perhaps it did, we shall never know. Oh, I mentioned my Pink Floyd t-shirt earlier. There's someone in my head, but it's not me. Uh, Trisha's one says, is there anybody out there? That's a line, isn't it? Is there anybody out there? Yeah, that's good. Looking forward to Pink Floyd, tribute band. That's, uh, when is that? Saturday night. So you'll be listening to this Sunday morning. I shall comment on the, the tribute band on Wednesday's midweek message. Right, I think that'll do for now. I shall see you on Wednesday. Look after yourselves, as usual. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> Take care. See you Wednesday. Bye-bye for now.